We live in a time of tremendous opportunity for innovators, entrepreneurs, and those with skill and imagination. But it seems at every turn, there are forces that slow us down or get us off track. I believe you can trigger your independence and lead a flourishing life, be free to choose, and live according to your own values. Join us in a conversation about big ideas in life, liberty, and the pursuit of your happiness. Welcome to The John Riley Project. All right, we are live, gentlemen. Uh, welcome to the fabulous John Riley Project uh, podcast studio. Um, Okay, so uh, for all of our listeners and viewers, we've got a great episode in store for you today. Uh, Mike Smith and Pete Neal are back. And, you know, we got together a couple of uh, months ago or so talking about the, the, the near-death experience that Mike had gone through. And Pete was there when it all happened. And we, we discovered so many amazing things in Mike's story. Well, Mike and Pete went back to Maui to relive their adventure and boy they came back into town here in Poway and they've got some great stories to tell so I'm hoping we can kind of enjoy their trip to Maui together as an audience and just really you know enjoy some really interesting stories and adventures so um, you know Pete you want to kind of get us going on this sure sure um, thanks everybody. Those of you that uh, are tuning in for the second time on this, this is a kind of a serious subject, but it goes in play with um, John Riley Project: Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Happiness. Right on. Okay. And I'm going to try to do a much better job of speaking into the microphone <laughs> over the first time around, where nobody heard me. Uh, so I'm. If you don't mind, John, I'm going to take a first few minutes of this podcast and re-encapsulate what I meant to say in episode 237, but nobody heard. Oh, yeah, but please, yeah, you know, to get us going here on the full story. All right. Um, yeah, um, and I, you're going to put this in your description of the podcast that I've got a YouTube playlist. I've got... Um, PDF files that describe this whole thing. Oh, yeah, we'll put all the links up for everyone to enjoy. Yeah, for, for sure. To, to dig into it, if you wish, because this is a story about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Oh, right on. But um, it's also had a tragic moment in it. Mm. And the whole purpose to this second part uh, of the podcast is to describe the second part of the trip that we made. Okay. Um, the first one ended in a catastrophe um, and probably a traumatic uh, event for me uh, mentally, mm -hmm. physically for Mike. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And it's it's given him a whole new aspect, a whole new way of thinking in his life. And I encourage it because of the life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Um, but also it also keeps me going with um, finding mechanisms to dealing with post-traumatic stress. Mm. And one of those things is to 
uh, overcome that obstacle that you've put in your way. Okay. If something gets in your way, go after that and pursue it and put it to bed. Okay. So there's a little bit of seriousness, but it ties in some of my favorites and something I've done podcasts on with you here is Eureka Moments. Ah, right on. Okay. All right. There was a wreck in the first trip. Mm -hmm. That was a Eureka Moment beyond anybody's control. It happened, and it terminated that first part of the story. And subsequent to that, I made a promise to Mike that we were going to finish that trip. Nice. Okay. Um, And it's turned into be a a healing thing for the both of us. Hmm. I didn't realize that it was having as much of an impact on me as it was until I started going through the steps of making that promise come true. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm going to relay all that. And then there's some amazing sidebar stories that fall into yet another podcast that we've talked about, and that is Convergent Coils. Right. All right. This is where two people, maybe three, we're sitting here, three of us, in a podcast right now. And mm-hmm. This is our second appearance on the same topic. Right. All right. So there is a convergent coil taking place. So this podcast by itself is a part of the closure of the whole story. Hmm. All right. Right, it is. Yes. Can you handle that? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, just uh, everything coming together at the same time. All right. <laughs> so um, let me explain a little bit about... Uh, Mike and I had a passion that got fired up, I would say, the better part of 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. We went on vacation with our families to Maui. And the first time we were there, we had a tour guide. And the tour guide took us on the road to Hana. But he went one step further. He completed a circumnavigation of the island. And Mike and I... We looked at that road. We said, oh, this has got to be done on a yeah. motorcycle. It's, ske- <laughs> it's a sketchy road. I've been on that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the whole island's only hundred less than 100 miles around. Right. Okay. But it takes you all day. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> the road to Hana is in and out and in and out. And, yeah. yeah. Um, so a couple of trips later, we did it on motorcycle. And every time I see a motorcyclist and we get talking about their rides and my rides, I got to tell them, you've got to do Maui. Mm. You've got to do the circumnavigation of Maui because you go through seven different climate zones in one day. Yeah, yeah, it's something. It's You're... phenomenal. I mean, complete with desert. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, desert and wine country. And, uh, now, the one thing that was remiss in all of that is that we were focused on circumnavigating the island, going around the island, going back and forth between uh, the airport and Kanapali. You're going across the center of the island between the two volcanic mountains. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you don't pay much attention to it. It's flatland. It's field line. As a matter of fact, there's a section there that reminds me of Kansas. 
Okay. In Maui. In Maui. Yeah. Uh, all right. I said seven different time yeah. zones. Kansas has its own. Right. <laughs> so, um, but there's nothing really that stands out until you pay attention to what's above the clouds. And that's the mountaintops. Mm-hmm. So, what was it we made the decision to go to the top of Haleakala? That was in, that was before 2017. No, yeah, we went. Uh, we we made that out. back in the beginning, though. Yeah, gonna... but we got rained out. We discovered that we that one before. trip coming back. It was uh, that rained us out <laughs> a lot. Um, our our rental period had pretty much come to an end, yeah. as I remember. Yeah. Uh, and then we decided we, one of these trips, we're going to do it again, but we're going to go up the yeah. volcano. Yeah. So we got soaked. <laughs> <laughs> but the nice thing about Hawaii at oh. 45 miles an hour, we were dry before we got back to the condos. Right. We, yeah. we dried off. I mean, yeah. we had water in our shoes. <laughs> That's how wet we got on that ride. So, yeah, that was kind of bad. But, again, we made the promise to ourselves that we were going to go to the top of Haleakala. And uh, rain is an issue. You don't want to ride motorcycles on twisty, turny roads. Not not a fun time. Right. Mm-hmm. So we got a couple of things that we figured out how to scope out uh, Haleakala, the road to the top of Haleakala, mm-hmm. so we could surmise whether the weather was going to be allow the trip. So on, and I got this fixation, and I'm sorry, Mike, but I got fixated on June 21st. I wanted to be at the top of Haleakala for the summer solstice at Solar Noon. Mm. Now everybody goes up there for the sunrises, right? But nobody. It was low population. Good riding up there at Solar. So uh, I was fixated on Solar Noon. But we did drive around to the far side, past Paia, out to the bamboo forest, so we could check out the eastern side of Haleakala to see if there were any clouds coming towards the mountain Mm -hmm. on June 21st. And it was clear. We had good weather. We could make it. So we stopped off at Charlie's Restaurant, yep. which is now out of business. COVID killed Charlie's oh, Restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that day on the 21st, we stopped at Charlie's Restaurant. We talked over, you know, what, are we going to do this? And we said, weather's yeah. good. Ride's yeah. good. Let's go. So we took off. And, um, again, partway up, um, we got to a key intersection where there was a BMW coming out to join the traffic, but they didn't get a good view of us. And uh, I slowed down until I made eye contact with the guy. And I kept my eyes on him as I'm driving down. I kept my eye like... I'm looking at you, mm-hmm. all right? I got my long hair. I got my beard. <laughs> I'm trying to look as mean as possible. Yeah. Don't you dare come out. Right, right. And I followed him all the way to my head, just wouldn't turn anymore. 
And when my head wouldn't turn anymore, I came back around mm -hmm. to reestablish my vision of the road. Mm -hmm. And as I went by the right side view mirror, he was pulling out. Mm. So in that instant, I said, where the fuck is Mike? <laughs> All right. All I could see was him pulling out. I could not see Mike. So I snapped my head over to the left side view mirror and Mike was airborne. Oh, wow. I've timed that. Okay. From the right side view mirror to the left side view mirror, life changed. All right. In three one hundredths of a second. He was airborne. And then, of course, he disappeared out of the left side view mirror. Because the, cause the BMW pulled out of the street or the driveway and you were coming the other way and, and T-boned because he jumped in front of you. Uh he pulled away and never took his foot off the gas. You know, when a, a rabbit jumps out in front of you, your your instinct is hit your brake. Yeah. Well, this man didn't do that. Oh. He, he actually, my first view of him, he was. Uh, I see the cars in motion. It's heading towards me, and talk about short timing. Um, this all happens very quickly, but the thought was, he's he, surely he's going to stop, and he was looking at. Pete and his head was turning to look at me. Hmm. And in that moment, uh, a lot of things run through your mind. But the last thought was, it's imminent, and I can take this hit. And that was my last thought. And I was, then I, uh, I, I had a, a thought, well, does Pete know that I'm, I'm going to be hit? If not, he could keep driving, and I'd be laying on the street there. So... That's when I looked to see if uh, he noticed. And I caught eye contact in, in that short period of time with Pete's eyes in his left mirror. And I, oh, good, he sees me. I remember that thought. And it turns out Pete says, well, you know, when we met eyes, you were in the air over his hood. And I can't place that. All I can, it just happens so quick. <laughs> So it's amazing it happened so quick, but yet so many things went through your mind in that split second. Amazing. So many different things. And for you, the same, same thing. thing. So many different things within just a few milliseconds. 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 I mean, that's that's a remarkable. Uh, well, there's, you know, there's thoughts that go through your mind that you you hear people and they tell stories about, oh, just uh, all of this runs through your mind. A lot goes through your mind. Uh, I can't take my left, I mean, I can't take my right foot off the uh, brake because I had a thought, if I raise my leg, you won't hit my leg. Uh, then the thought comes in, you know, I can't do that. It'll look as though you didn't attempt to stop. It's on your <laughs> brake. So you can't, I was in a skid, so I couldn't take it off. So this is all me. happening. like Yeah, and that's like yeah. an insurance thought. Yeah, exactly. Right in the middle of a nanosecond, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So. Wow. And then the very last one, it was absolutely imminent. And it would have been anyway, hindsight, looking back, it's how did I think of all of that stuff in that short period? But uh, the last thought came to me later, actually weeks later, uh, thanks to Pete. He said, you don't actually remember everything that happened to you. And this was weeks later when I was in the hospital. And I go, sure, I do. Well, wait a minute. And then the next morning, everything, even every little thought came back. Wow. So, and they're still there. I just, it's like, 
engraved. <laughs> they'll never leave me all the thoughts. Post-traumatic stress. Yeah. This is chapter and verse, post-traumatic stress. So for a period of time, maybe some of those memories were suppressed. Well, I think and, so. And, yeah. Until you were healthy enough Everything to allow it to come Everything else off. Ah, so yes. there's a word that a friend will say or a loved one or something will say something to you. And, and all of a sudden, boom, it just that's all you needed to hear to set your recording back into motion. Yes. And the remarkable thing is I even actually remembered that last thought after Pete uh, made his comment to me the next morning. I, I even actually remember thinking I can take this hit. Now, what if I thought this is it? And it might have been it. But instead, I thought I can take this hit. So that that little thought there can mean everything. Oh wow! So needless to say, I pulled a U-turn. I was heading up towards Haleakala, mm-hmm. about maybe a hundred feet away from the intersection. Mm-hmm. But I saw him disappear out the left view mirror, and. Uh, no traffic coming on. I pulled the U-turn, came back, and I parked my bike in back of the BMW that was now up against this rock ledge on the far side of the road. Mm-hmm. And Mike was laying alongside. His leg was not in its normal position you expect to see. And the driver of the car got up and he says, oh, I'm going to move my car. And I said, the hell you are. <laughs> right. I, I then pulled the motorcycle to the point where he couldn't back out. He had one motorcycle in front of him underneath his front tires. Mm-hmm. He had my motorcycle behind him. He was wedged in. By the time I got doing that, there was a woman there holding a badge up in front of me saying, I'm a nurse, I'm taking care of him. And she immediately got to work starting on on Mike. Which is another beautiful moment. We don't know who she is. Wow. She's an angel. An angel from heaven. Yeah, that descended at just the right time. no record of her. Uh, I know what Pete said. My my only vision of her was... Uh, the waving of a hand and a uh, badge over my over my head, and she was behind me, saying, uh, "It's okay. I'm a licensed nurse." And I watched Pete stand up and step back and let her take. Well, he was on the phone, by the way. Um, he was multitasking, was trying to get to nine one one. Right, and I couldn't because Mike says my hearing aids on the pavement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for the hearing aids. And at the same time, this woman is walking up. Right. That that took place like that. So as soon as she says, I'm taking control of him, I said, great, I'm calling 911. Right. So I got on 911. I've left the actual scene there to get street signs or something so I could identify Mm -hmm. to them where we were. And they said, great, you know, and they were there. They were there in less than 10 minutes. Nice. Yeah. So at that point, I got a picture. The picture became very key to me with this last trip. 
because that picture shows the uniqueness of the pavement of where Mike was. Mm -hmm. So when it got time to go revisit the scene, there's two little markers in the pavement. So we know exactly where he was laying. And that man stood on his bad leg in the spot where he landed. Wow. Which they said that they were going to have to take the leg off and if I was going to survive. And here I was later standing there on my leg, Mm -hmm. um, revisiting it upright (laughs) and getting to see all of the things that I didn't get to really see at the time. I mean, I had a memory of a moment and I had people telling me what happened. I saw pictures later, but now I get to be there. And that's why we're, I'm coming full circle. And it's bringing the thing, the story back. And it's very important. Uh, I don't know how far along we want to get, but do we want to talk about me laying the rock there now? Why not? This is as okay. good a time as that. Well, I I just want to add that this part that he's about to tell you, I had no knowledge of. Hmm. All right. What I had, let me, let me cover the T-shirt. We'll come back. Okay. We're both wearing the same T-shirt. I noticed that. I'm not, I'm not part of the club. <laughs> <laughs> um, in 2018, I went back to Maui the year after the accident, and Maui had a totally different feeling for me. Mike wasn't there. No motorcycle riding. It was, we were there with the family. I had my grandkids there, so we did lots of other things. But there was this cloud, not a cloud, it was just this always present thing about the damn wreck. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. The attempt at Haleakala mm-hmm. was hanging there. So we're wandering around. They want to take the girls shopping and stuff. So we, you go down downtown Lahaina. The entire Front Street is one big shopping mall. Right. right. I remember that area, yeah. And I'm standing out in front of one of the stores. I'm smoking a cigarette. The grandkids are inside. Everybody's shopping inside. And, all of a sudden, I turn around and I see this T-shirt in the window. Mm-hmm. This shirt, mm-hmm. this little badge there, and right next to it is the same shirt flipped over. And on the back, it's got the map bowing. Okay. With all the roads on it. Oh, nice! All right. All right. And that's kind of cool. This is not one of the road to Hana shirts. That yeah. You buy. Yeah. Right. All right or I love Maui, or this is just factual. This is a Maui T-shirt. I said, that's that's an okay shirt. So I went in, and I bought myself one. And that night, I'm back at the condo, and I'm going through here. I bought this shirt. And that's when I noticed there was a latitude and longitude. Two digits. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And where the hell is that? I mean, that's a when when there's only two numbers for Latin long each. Yeah, you can plot that, right? You can figure yeah, it out. It's a big area. Yeah. All right. Where the hell is that? Got out Google Earth. 
Yeah. Typed it in. It's right in the middle of the road going to the top of Haleakala. Nah. Yeah. Halfway between the spot where we had the wreck and the top of Haleakala. Wow. That's that position. Okay. And I said, oh, shit, I got to go get Mike a T-shirt. <laughs> For sure. I told the family, I says, I'm taking the car. I'm going back to Lahaina. I said, what's wrong with the shirt? I said, nothing's wrong with the shirt. I need another one. <laughs> you no. Know? Because this one's mine. I need to buy one smaller for my. Yeah. They didn't get it. Right. All right. No, they'll never get it. Got it. Yeah. All right. So he has a shirt. And I made him the promise that when I got back from Hawaii that time, sorry, microphone, we're going to finish that trip. Right. All right. But not on motorcycles. No. (laughs) Right. That day, June 21st, 2017, was the last time I set foot on a motorcycle. I returned the motorcycle to the rental place. All right. But that was the last time I rode a motorcycle. Hmm. Haven't been on one since. And, but I made this promise to Mike. I said, we're going to the top of Haleakala. But we're going to do it in a Corvette. There you go. Right. We're going to do it Pete and the old style. We're going to do it. <laughs> we're going to do it in style. Right. So that's the story behind the T-shirt. Okay. All right. There's a video on the damn T-shirt where I get into the details of how precise. <laughs> yeah, you break it down. Long is. You probably show Google Earth in the video and everything. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, right. Right on. You know me, John. Yeah. Well enough I'm going to document the hell out of it. Yeah, yeah, you are. All right. But. It's a good-looking shirt, too, and it's special. It's yeah. special for you yeah, and for you, for both of you. I mean, wow. Yeah. It, you know, it, it's it, got the mark on it. It's got the mark. Yeah. No. It's got the mark of where we were. So I didn't know about this rock. When we got to the scene of the wreck, I, we stopped the Corvette. Another tangent story. The vet I rented is called Lani Lani. It stands for Morning Sun. Okay. It's Hawaiian. Lani Lani is Morning Sun in Hawaiian. Because mm-hmm. it was a fantastic light blue. It's 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 morning sky, excuse me. Morning okay. Sky. Morning sky. All right. Morning sky. I said, perfect. This car is going to the top of Haleakala. It's the right damn color. I'm calling it Lani Lani. Right. All right. So um, I drove Mike. We got to the scene of the wreck, and I said, you want to walk? He says, of course I want to walk around. I want to look at this place really well. And I says, I got my own mission. So off you went. That's your lead-in. Believe <laughs> it or not, that's your lead-in for the rock. <laughs> okay, well, uh, my neighbor had given me a rock engraved uh, God Rocks. And um, this whole journey I've been in has led me closer to God and and he sees it and so he's got this rock and he gives it to me and it goes on my desk and I look at it all the time and uh, makes me remember and think so we, we're going to go on the trip I know that I'm going to end up seeing the side of the wreck again I grab the rock and i I decided, you know, I'm going to leave this there. I'm going to leave a mark there that says thank you. And uh, so I I took and I wrote uh, the date that it happened, the date that I was going to leave it. 
I did all of that on the dating, though, uh, like the day before. And I put down Pete's name on there as well because we're, we're both yeah, part of this thing mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And then on the back, I put, thank you, God. And I was, my intent was to leave it at the spot where I went, landed on the pavement and the accident took place. And that was meaningful to me a great deal. It, you're standing there where you were at one moment in your life where you didn't know if you're going to ever get up again. And now you're standing there hindsighting it. And you're trying to say thank you to somebody. Well, there's only one person you can thank for it. It is above all else. So I found a spot and I put my rock there. And um, what runs through my mind is a whole lot of thank you and memories and gratefulness and um, looking for the right place for it. And then walking away from it, knowing that I can. Uh, get back to the car and then I realize I'm two blocks from the guy that ran me over oh so you you have all of these thoughts that I've had for four years Uh, and it's not right how does it become even how do you balance this how do you come full circle on it guy's right around the corner I could go knock on his door well, what good was that going to do? What am I going to do? Punch him in the nose, let the air out of his tire? What am I going to do? Right. There's nothing. In my mind at that moment, there's nothing I can do. And to this moment now, uh, I believe that I forgave the man mm-hmm. because I don't think it was the man. I think Satan took over that day and had his way, used him. And uh, and actually uh, put my soul to a test to see where I was going to go. And so far, I think I'm passing the test. And that's getting into the, a lot of my spiritual side here. And I'm grateful for because the doors got open on a eureka moment, on a T intersection, and a nanosecond. And that's why we're here today. We're talking about something that people need to hear. They need to to know that there is, in my mind, there is a God, there is Jesus. I, and one of, one of the things that are in this story is after I was uh, taken to the hospital, they put me into a, a sleep period that I was in for about two weeks. And out of that, I came with these dreams that I believe are God-given dreams. And uh, they they resonate and they tell you uh, things that don't make sense in these dreams. Unless you start looking behind them, what could this mean? And I've been doing that ever since. So one of the dreams, I specifically think I heard Jesus speak to me. And that's the one that says life is going to get better for all people on planet Earth, and you're going to want to be there to see it. And I did it again. I have this goal to recite that because it resonates in my mind constantly. We've been through a pandemic. Uh, Things aren't looking good. 
politics are going crazy, mm-hmm. wars around. But I got this word that I that came into my mind that said, life's going to get better for all people. Not that you're going to go home and you're going to hit the lotto and life's going to get better for you. And all people on planet Earth. So you start putting these, there are six dreams. Uh, they're not seven. They're not one. They're six individual dreams. And it's like a broken record in my head. And they all come together. That's when podcasts number one, hopefully I covered them. Yeah. Don't want to try to do that again. Kind but, of but that was really kind of that near-death experience that you had where you were, you said you were in a sleep state, but yeah. it wasn't, was it a coma? Well, they don't call it uh, an induced coma. They call it a dream state. I had two con- two strokes and a concussion, and they were uh, concerned about the strokes and putting the, and, and Pete knows more about this because of his research, I'm sure to have the mind rest through that period so it can reboot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, reboots good analogy. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, during that period of time, I think, uh, they had told my wife that he'll remember the dreams. Well, I remember them. I, I remember them to the color, to the touch, to the, who I spoke to and what they look like. It's, but I remember you told me, movie. you told me in the dreams last time, mm-hmm. and you said one of them was God said, you know. Yeah. I thought it, I came, when I woke up, I told my son, I think Jesus spoke to me. And then that's when I recited that. Because there were multiple dreams uh-huh. where you were talking with Jesus. Well, and I think so now. Yeah. But uh, there was only the one that I actually thought at the moment in my dream was that Jesus? But uh, the other ones was always a worker. It was always a helper who uh, he was in. You know, uh, mm, I'm not remembering. Yeah, he was like in work clothes, or it, he appeared as somebody who could take care of a task, uh, with uh, a mender, a fixer. And hindsight, I look back, and he always had helpers he could go get. And those are angels. Like the nurse that was there to help you. We have no record yeah. of. And the, the other thing, John. Wow. The doctor that saw him in the ER. Mm-hmm. I've just learned two new pieces of information that I never knew about this doctor. The reason he was in a wheelchair. He had no use of his legs. The doctor. The doctor from Mike, you want to tell us why the doctor had no use of his legs? From a motorcycle accident, from a drunk driver hitting him in his life and paralyzing him from the waist down. And I hear about this, you know, uh, after I've come out of my dream, as in, uh, you know, wow. weeks later. That's in the, the guy hospital. that made the decision to save the leg. Okay. Yeah, so, because he has a unique perspective. He had a unique perspective. Yes. Without that perspective... Mike would have lost his leg. That's right. And and the spiritual side kicks in, too, because I feel that, uh, like me forgiving the man that hit me, that it was some other negative force that took over him. The same with an angel. There's a good force, uh, spiritual grace, God-given 
that comes in and uses the talent of this man and his his drive to help somebody that would lose a leg. On the one hand, the doctor's got his uh, bone doctor saying, and we're going to save him. We're going to have to take the leg off. And he's sitting back. No, we're going to save the leg and the man. And uh, so uh, if it had happened here, I don't believe I would have my leg. That's for sure. And you walked in. And I got to place a rock walking on my two legs across the intersection where I was laying from that eureka moment. I mean, I... I didn't ask him to lay down the pavement <laughs> this time around, but he was standing where he was laying in the picture. I got to people look at the videos. I've got a one minute video. Okay. The video is called Promise Me, Meet Me, and After. Wow. It's a one minute video. It takes you from prior, just prior to solar noon on June 21st, 2017. And Mike's laying on the pavement, surrounded by EMTs. It then cuts to him standing, placing the rock in the wall, turning around, walking across the street. And then we made the ascent to Haleakala. I mean, that's a one-minute video. But it says so damn much. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. The interesting point is when you went to put that together and how it went from four wheels to the two wheels. <laughs> this is a good time to point that out. But yeah. When you when we left there, uh, he was later putting the notes together, and trip is going to be continued now. He enters, and so it automatically went from a trip being made in the four wheel Corvette. <laughs> It automatically kicked in. It's going to be continued on a motorcycle. He didn't. In- oh, I got to tell him that story. Yeah. Well, this is a good time to. Do you want to cover that? Now? Yeah, okay. I just. You know me. I'm <laughs> anal about stuff. Yeah. All right. You? <laughs> Some things just get my attention. Right. And about this trip, I wanted to document the hell out of this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's an aspect. I've been doing this since 2013. Google Maps allows you, Google yeah, Maps allows you to track your location wherever you go. Right. Mm-hmm. I use the hell out of that. Yeah, you do. I know. I see a lot of your stuff. All right. 2013 precedes 2017. Okay. So I have June 21st, 2017 document gets us right to the scene of the accident, has us on motorcycle going there, going from motorcycle from there to the hospital, from the hospital to the motorcycle rental place, but everything else is car. So we're doing this trip. We're, we're doing this Haleakala trip. We did it. We went to the top of Haleakala in the Corvette. Right. So the day after, I said, geez, I wonder what Google Maps did with that. Let's make sure. And when you first call up a day on Google Maps in my timeline, it's got straight lines from point A to point B, point A to point B. Mm-hmm. And, okay, it seems to have got it. But then if you click on one of those straight lines, it says follow the road. 
And I typically say yes, and it drops, follows every bit of the road that you were on. Well, cool. This is pretty good. Yeah. And I looked over at the left side where it identifies what you were doing. Yeah, it's got me starting off at the condo. It's got me going to the scene. Yep, that's the address of the scene of the accident. It's got me driving. Yeah, the time's right. The mileage looks right. And I look at the next line. I said, holy shit. They had me driving a car. True. It was a C8 from the condo to the scene of the accident. Mm -hmm. But it had me in a car. Then I stopped. So new trip, new leg from the scene of the accident to the top of Haleakawa. Mm -hmm. Got me on a motorcycle. Whoa. It's got me on a motorcycle. Because that's it's you're finishing the trip on the motorcycle. I'm finishing a trip that we started in 2017. Right. In 2021. And it assumes I'm on a motorcycle. <laughs> Even though I drove a car to the scene of the wreck. Right. This is the day after we did the trip. <laughs> we drove back from Haleakala. I had no mission in mind. We're done. Mission accomplished. We're on our way down. Yes, I'm videoing it. Yes, I'm tracking it. Mm -hmm. I said, well, Mike, what do you want to do now? He says, let's go to Charlie's. Let's go to Charlie's for lunch. Good idea. But we're already past the turnoff. We're down in another town now. I said, well, i got to go all the way down to the road to Hana to get to Charlie's. He said, all right, but let's go there. Google Maps had us that whole trip on a motorcycle <laughs> to Charlie's. Right. That's when we discovered Charlie's is out of business. It's no longer there. Mm -hmm. So we had to go someplace else for lunch. <laughs> oh. But then when I leave Charlie's, I'm back in a car, according to Google Maps. So now you're back to sort of reality. We're back to reality. Yeah. But the trip to the top of Haleakala. I'm, to this day, I'm not touching it. I'm, it assumes I'm on a motorcycle to the top and back to where we had brunch the day that we were going on the trip. Crazy. Yeah, there's, uh, even we have a tune of the Twilight Zone. I think it's the Twilight Zone. <laughs> I know. Do, 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 do. Supernatural. <laughs> Is there, yeah. There's, uh, this whole story is full of them. Um, it's... It's where do you jump from here? <laughs> if you don't mind, I'm going to finish my next yeah, go ahead. bizarre thing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So in 2018, I made this promise to Mike that we're going to go to the top of Haleakala in a Corvette. All right. Wives got together. They made the arrangements and everything. They pick. We're going to go in the month of September 2021. 2020. We were going to go. COVID gets in the way. Those plans get struck. Right. <clears throat> so we switched to 2021, same month, September. And it's getting around the first of the year, and I'm saying, oh, this looks like it's real. We're going to actually be able to make it to Maui this time around. I guess i got to start thinking about a Corvette. You know, now I knew they had a lot of C7 Corvettes back in the day, but the C7s are no longer in production. They've gone to C8s. Right. I said, 
here's hoping that I can find Avis or somebody with a Corvette, like they did with no. There's chip shortages, the cars. Are- <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, the whole rental car market's been crazy. All right. How the hell am I going to get a Corvette? Well, somebody mentioned to me that Turo is a web-based organization that people who privately own cars who want to rent them out can then rent them out. So it's like Airbnb for cars. Airbnb for cars. I <laughs> yeah, this is great. Uh, Monetize your assets. So I'm doing the internet search. I found her. I, I, no, I, holy shit, there's a guy in Maui, in the Kihei, in the town we're going to be in, mm-hmm. with a C8 for rent. Perfect. Mm-hmm. This <laughs> just landed in my lap. Yeah, right on. All right. I'm not going to tell you how much. Yeah, I was. I was thinking about asking you that, but I wasn't gonna. It, you know, it was. It, a, it was probably a lot. Yeah. All right. But this satisfies the goal of going to the top of Haleakala in a Corvette. So I'm now in touch with Hans, who's the owner of the car. Hans. And I asked him. I said, "So you know." fees, you know, how do we set this up? You know, is it hourly? Is it daily? Whatever. Finally, I, I took cut to the chase. I said, well, I'll rent it for three days. Okay. Give me lots of time to go what I want and playing in for the weather. Because if one of those three days, maybe two days are raining hmm. and we won't be able to go. All right. So I got a plan for that. So I'll, I'll sign me up for three days. He says, when? I says, put me down for the 6th, 7th, and 8th of September. And I'm thinking to myself, that's right smack dab in the middle of 15 days I'm going to be there. All right, so maybe there's some flexibility there. I can move it up if I need to, leave it back. So I made the reservations with Turo. Very easily done, by the way, folks. The only thing I didn't like is they bill you right then and there. He wants his money right now. Right then. Yeah. Well, I can't blame him. All right. And I'm pretty sure I made his car payment for the month of September. Yeah. Maybe also for November. I was going to say, yeah, maybe a little more than that. (laughs) But he was less than three blocks from where we were staying. Perfect. I mean, I could have walked to his house. Right. Um, What is it again? It's called Turo? Turo. Like U-R-O. Everybody look it up. It's, you know, Turo. Yeah. Cool. And if you own a car that you want to rent out, you do it through Turo. It's like Airbnb. It's exactly like Airbnb. I'm just curious, if you mind a tangent, how does the insurance work on this thing? (laughs) That's got to be kind of weird, right? The insurance, they have your own, you pay for the insurance on top of your own. I've got State Farm, so State Farm covers me for no matter what I drive. Like any normal rental car. Right. Yeah. All right. But they have a separate policy. Yeah. And yeah, it's a premium, premium. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So he's well protected. Good. All right. Yeah, we we had a and this is sorry for another tangent, but we we had a situation where we due to certain when our kids were gone, you know, they were away at school. We had an extra car at our house and a friend of a friend really needed to borrow a car for like 
a month or two while they were in town and they asked if they could use our car or they said, we'll pay you for it. And I thought, okay. But then I started thinking about insurance and like, if something terrible happened, then who, I mean, you could see fingers getting pointed, you know, the brakes didn't work and whose fault is it? So that's gotta be the the tricky part of Turo, you know? Yeah. And, and there's a dollar amount there. It got my attention. I said, holy shit, I'm paying this much. No. I am paying this much. This is what it takes. Yeah. To complete the mission. Well, yeah. Well, you had a, an mission to, to accomplish. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Anyway, uh, th- there may be some people from the, you know, North County Corvette Club that want to hear about my story with the C8. That's the first part, folks. I just told you about renting it through Turo. I highly recommend the organization, but. Yeah, it's going to hit your wallet. <laughs> There's no denying it. You're renting somebody's personal. I mean, I know what I would be like mm-hmm. if I would try to rent Calypso. Oh, yeah, yeah. You be, oh, yeah, you'd be like, you know, screening them, asking for their, you know, medical history. I mean, yeah. and took care of all that. It made it absolutely seamless. They were a little pesky with the reminders. Mm. All right. On the first day that I had the car, you have only have two more days. Left. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> on the second, you only have one more day left. <laughs> so when you go on this website and you're browsing the cars, are they all just exotic cars, or are they just regular, regular cars? All I can say is the ones I searched for. Um, well, you were looking for Corvette. Yeah, yeah. But I would imagine they had other cars there, Jeeps. Yeah, yeah. Like, a, yeah, that makes sense. But My they, thought is, how many Corvettes were even on the island? Oh gosh, yeah. This is way down. You count them on one hand or two, you know. Oh, yeah, and, and to land one and a blue one and everything perfect. It's almost Calypso's color. I saw the picture. It's yeah. close. It's a very, very, very light blue. I, mm-hmm. don't know what, I don't know what General Motors calls it. Um, but it was absolutely, it was kind of similar to your shirt color. No, it's much brighter, much Mm. brighter. Okay. It's, it's morning sky. Okay. That's right. All right. Every place you took it, uh, it had people wanting to come over and look at it. Oh, Uh, we went to the Weston and, uh, (laughs) that's when I got my, I went in and I wanted to get that special picture or the, uh, I had a picture where before my leg, one of the last pictures taken, my feet were propped up on a wall and I was sitting in a chair with the, looking out at the ocean and I just took a picture with my feet in there. And then later uh, that was at the Western and here we are at the Western. And I said, Pete, I, I got to do something. And what I did was I found the same chair, put my feet up the same. Of course, this leg's got scars on it. Yeah. But, uh, it's my leg. And nice. It's, it's so I got the before and the after another full circle. Yes. See? This is, yeah, we, we should have like, you know, Twilight Zone music in the uh, background really? through this whole podcast Which, episode. I think you've done on something. Uh, yeah. You did that on one of them. I did the one. It's amazing. I put the Twilight Zone background music to yeah. the uh, Google Maps. I, I called you as soon as I discovered it. Yeah, I remember. John, are we going to do a podcast? Yeah. You're not going to believe this. I remember you telling me that. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. I didn't even pay attention to the three-hour time difference. I didn't call. <laughs> you were. You called me from Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you did. That's a yeah. We got to put this on a podcast. Yeah, story. Aloha, Mister Hand. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, 
uh, Tracy Chapman, drive a fast car. You drive a fast car. Mm. All right. We're, I'm waiting out. He's out getting pictures and using the men's room and stuff. I'm out front. And people kept coming back, checking out this. Yeah. Line. Yeah. It's more so than Calypso ever does. Really? Oh, yeah. Probably because they're so rare on the island. I don't know if it's the rear or the C8 Corvette. I mean, the styling is drastically different. Oh, it is. The typical Corvette. The okay. mid-engine change. You don't see many around. No. Anywhere. Yeah. So what, yeah. what model year was it? Yeah, 2020. Oh, wow. 2020 C8 Z51. It's an exact, performance-wise, it's an exact Xerox copy of Calypso. Okay. It's got the T-top. You know, mm-hmm. it's got a, just a handling package. Would I trade Calypso for it? No. I love my Calypso. Well, Calypso has a special place in your heart. Yeah. But, you know, just roughly speaking, how did it handle? Was it unbelievably well? Really? So that mid-engine really made a big difference with the center of gravity and all that stuff, yeah. right? Uh, we're going up Haleakala and Mike pointed out to me, I guess we were one third of the way up. We'd already gone through a set of the double backs. And he says, you realize you're going through these turns at twice the post speed. (laughs) (laughs) It said, you know, slow, beware, turn 40 miles per hour. I'm doing eight. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You know, it was, yeah, it was remarkable. Wow. Now... The videos that I've done of it, I've adjusted the video, so you're not going to be able to get the actual speed. Yeah, okay, right. You cloak that. <laughs> yeah, uh, Turo may look at the videos. <laughs> so when, well, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, they might. Um, but when when you are driving it with a mid engine, was it louder in the inside the car? I could uh, no, I I didn't notice it louder. But, but was the engine like right behind you? It's right behind you. Yeah, and yet you couldn't really hear it. You open the trunk, you see the engine right yeah that you, you little dinky the there's a the little small trunk in the back so the engine the isn't engine. in the middle it's in the back it's in back of the driver's compartment well there is the like i say though there are wheels it's mid-engine by definition okay okay now i know this is a crazy example huh. okay but like a volkswagen bug you know the engine's in the back right it's in the back back but that's not a mid-engine. That's in a back engine. That's a back. Okay. So this is a mid-engine. Right. All right. means that the engine, transmission, differential, all that, well, the differential's right there. But the engine is in front of the rear wheels. But behind you is the driver. I mean, it's right there. There is no storage in the C8 directly behind us. I was going to say, there must be really encroach on the space yeah. inside the cab. Yeah. Doesn't encroach on space. I was perfectly comfortable in it. Mike, you had a little bit more difficulty getting in and out of that car than I, you do Calypso, right? Definitely. Yeah. But and there's no back seat, right? It's wraparound for both people that are in it. And there's nobody else but two people in there. Okay. You're not getting anybody else in there. And it's a wraparound. You, there's a, a whole row of buttons that come down on the, up arm high on that in between the seats and it's all your air conditioning and blowers and all of the pretty cool switches you can possibly imagine as well as what's in front of the driver right so it's pretty impressive car 
and he can take those turns and and the inertia sending you out it just you're tight with the road so you don't you don't feel that it's a spectacular car to do Haleakala in see there you are you're like you're in a Corvette a two seater with a hot blonde in the other seat <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, C8 is not for me. Okay. All right. And this is really going to break your heart because the eventual evolution of the C8 is going to be for the C9. Right. And that'll probably be an EV. Right. So your yours is the last of the true internal combustion engine Corvettes. I'm a 60s guy. There you go. All right. The, the muscle car. Right. And most of, I, w- I would say, most of my big trips are now done. Okay. So Calypso is going to turn into, you know, 50 miles per month, probably. It's not going to be the. Just take it down to Stater Brothers or. That'll be about it. <laughs> That'll be about it. I, Wendy and I have plans of going up the coast. I, I want to do one, 101. Mm. trip up California coast. Yeah. And Wendy and I were promised to do that, but we're going to Maui so frequently now, I don't know when we're going to be able to squeeze that in. So, um, strange things that took place. We've told you about the Tracy Chapman. How about the birthday? That was for the rock and the intersection. Yep. That's something you didn't know about. I had no concept that Mike's birthday was September 7th. No, and that's that when you were out That was the day there. that I was leaving the rock, the day that I had, the day before I knew I was going to be there, and I put down date rock going to be left. Uh, it was my birthday. Perfect. Born again. Born, ah, there you go. Full circle. Yeah, again, I'll cue the music, you know. I just uh, I Born just, again. Unbelievable. This just, uh, and who would know? I mean, I didn't tell anybody. Of course, my wife knows when my birthday is and everything, but I didn't say, oh, that's going to be my birthday. We got to coordinate it for my birthday. None of this. It just happened. Two months before we went, I'm setting up the reservation, 6th, 7th, and 8th. I bracketed the 7th. I had no concept it was his birthday. And normally you would have gone... In 2020, but you couldn't because of COVID. Right. So you end up landing on September 7th, 21. Yeah. So was that meant to be or is that coincidence or there's so much of this? Yeah. You question later. Um, I'm inclined to believe that things are maneuvered to where they're supposed to be. Wow. <laughs> It goes on. I don't. Uh, um. We duplicated as much as we could from our memories about the trip. I mean, we even drove Lonnie Lonnie up to the motorcycle rental car, rental place where we rented the motorcycles from. Mike had a great conversation with the people there, and they remembered the wreck. Oh, they did. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it turned out that the we had always rent every bike ride we'd done in Maui. All the circumnavigations, all the rides we made was on Harley-Davidson. It's what you do. You need the low-end torque. Right, right. Okay. 
we went into the motorcycle shop that day, uh, June 19th. It was before the 21st, uh, day before, two days before. And his motorcycle sitting in the motorcycle. Mike says, that's my motorcycle. Yeah. Probably somebody owns it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to ask. I said, well, knock yourself out. I said, I'm getting a Harley. You know, that's, I'm on the Harley. And it turns out it was available for rent. So the bike, the motorcycle he was on was his motorcycle. The day of the rent. Help me out, because you have the same make. I own the same exact motorcycle Ah. at home, and uh, they didn't have the Harley for me, and I looked over and I saw, how about that one? Oh, perfect. Okay. Yeah, so the bike that um, that got totaled was identical to the bike I own, and it did. uh, It wasn't a Harley. It was a Kawasaki Vulcan. Mm Mm-hmm. 1500 i mean it was no most people look at them and can't tell the difference it looks like a harley yeah um it did exactly handled like it's supposed to it was a very nice bike i like it not i own enough that i own one um that he wasn't familiar with the bike during the wreck right that was his bike he knew the bike so you can't there's no way you could ever blame that no right no Another interesting part of, of the story. My, my apology was that, sorry, you didn't, I wrecked your bike, you know, so to speak. But um, they get, their insurance, I think, helped them get another Harley. And that's what moves on the island. Everybody yeah, wants a Harley. Sure. But, uh, so there was interesting things about the license plate numbers. A lot of numbers come into play throughout this thing. I um, And... Pete took that picture. He ends up getting the license plate number of both motorcycles, and uh, and I think even, of course, every the records show everything anyway. But in that photograph, they were there. Uh, if you run numbers, uh, at least on uh, on Pete's, this uh, is. Am I stopping things here by doing this, Pete? No, go ahead. I can fill in if you want. Uh, you got to uh, you can fill in on something. Because I wanted to point out the fact of the numbers and just the date by itself. Where is that? Okay. 2017, 2021. 17, 21, four years. Mm-hmm. The day in 2017 was 21, which was the eventual year. 21. <laughs> Seven from 2017 is the day in 2021. I mean, these numbers. Yeah. 21 is evenly divisible by seven by three. I know. So it's funny how, like, you just take it for granted and then suddenly you start piecing together, like, oh, 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 wow. You know, it all fits. Yeah. It all convergent coils. Convergent coils. Right. Eureka moments and convergent coils. Think, things just fall into place. Um, we we went, I don't know how to pronounce this. This is always difficult. There's a, there's a valley on the western volcano. Okay. It, it's actually part of the rim of the western volcano that formed that part of the island that gave away 
is the capital I apostrophe A-O. I call it the I-O Valley. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's a fabulous thing because you got a volcanic cone with one complete wall missing that turns into a river valley with all the waterfalls coming down into it. In 2017, when I wanted to do the motorcycle ride up the side of Haleakala, he's on the motorcycle that he owns. He's very at home. Am I going to be able to do the double backs up the side of Haleakala? So the day before we were going up Haleakala, 2017. I said, Mike, I says, let's go to the north coast of the island here so I can practice doing double backs to see if I can get this motorcycle to respond the way I needed to. Mm -hmm. I was doubting my capability. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we went up. Yeah, we were there for 20 minutes or so. And I, all right, I'm comfortable. I can do this. Let's go back to the condo now. So we're going heading back to the condo towards Kanapali, uh, and all of a sudden we see this sign for this I.O. Valley. I stop. Mike, you want to go check it out? And she, yeah. <laughs> so he took over the lead. Took over. Mm-hmm. We went up and visited the I.O. Valley uh, the day before we did the climb to Haleakala. So this time around, I said, We've got to do the I.O. Valley in the vet. Right, right. All right. So up the I.O. Valley we went. I got my cameras operating. And it was just like, it's just magical. His son joins us with their family for this trip. All right. In 2018, I had taken my granddaughters to the I.O. Valley to let them experience this cold water coming down this volcanic Mm-hmm. River bed. So they had a wonderful time. So we took his grandkids down to the Iowa yeah. this time around. It was a good day trip. Right on. Happy news to the trip to Maui. Yeah. <laughs> right. And of course, we've also done, we went and visited the most recent volcanic activity on Maui, which took place somewhere between 1480 and 1600. Not current, current, mm-hmm. but relatively current. And uh, got some pictures of Lani Lani mm-hmm. surrounded by volcanic rock. Perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just poetic. So, how's your numbers coming? Well, I got. Uh, I just had a thing I was going to point out here that uh, on my motorcycle, the number was five zero one MVR, and then. Uh, there's a thing that you can look up for angel numbers and what they mean. Angel number such and such it represents. It's kind of almost like um, uh, uh, reading fortunes, kind of in a way. Yeah. But this one, all angels have a number. Well, angel uh, five hundred one uh, is an indicator. Uh, without making this stuff up, that the universe is interested in my life. And angel uh, 501 is the representative for that. That's to paraphrase what I read. And then the MVR, I say, hey, Siri, what does MVR stand for? And it came up all on its own. Uh, 
make vision reality. MVR. <laughs> now, it also stands for motor vehicle report. Okay. So, I mean, that's another thing. But these things we run, and then I ran Pete's, and uh, his, uh, to paraphrase it, the 587 angel number comes up with, uh, it, it is the angel there to help guide you towards um, revisiting your spiritual side. And then I gee, that's coincidental. Uh, and then uh, the MVS with the second half of it uh, asked Siri, what does that mean? And it came up with um, mutual visual system, which related to make vision reality. So these were just numbers on license plates. And it was important enough for me to write it down. Wow. There because are what are the coincidences? When you, you start know? looking at different aspects of the 2017 to 2021 promise cap and all the tangential stories, it's just an amazing study of converging coils. It's just really well, yeah, and they keep wrapping around and, and connecting and connecting, and yeah. It's unbelievable. At a number of different levels, you know. So, um, have we caused you to have any questions? Do you have any questions? Do we have anybody out there? No. I mean, we're always happy to take questions. People can type them in on the Facebook or YouTube uh, chat. But, you know, I'm just enjoying hearing the story, you know, and and, – it's an amazing story. It is. And there's just, like you say, there's so many tangents and odd circumstances, but they all kind of reconnect and wrap around in really unusual ways. Wow. Now, tell me what it was like for you when you were back at the scene. Um, how did it well, feel to you? For the placing of the rock was was really coming full circle for me. It's like uh, Pete pointed out that I'm standing, you know, where I was laying before. And there's not the memory that Pete has of the time when it happened. We're talking four years later, actually almost four and a half years pretty soon. Um, And I get to stand there on my own leg and and revisit the place mentally remembering every second that went through and then the probably leave a mark to say thank you there's something that has come out of this that i uh is a realization that we can't i can't thank the nurse i believe she was an angel but it's not there for me to thank the nurse. She's not there. There's no address. There's no name. Uh, okay, so one of my big goals was to shake the hand of the doctor, Dr. Gelpin. He um, was the man that made it possible for me to survive it and my leg to keep it. Mm-hmm. I need to shake his hand. That was one of my biggest goals to go there. 
He is because of the circumstances, the extra year going by a pandemic and everything. I finally get the opportunity. And one month before I get on the plane, I find out he's retired and has moved to Canada. So Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be able to do that. So that Mm -hmm. I realize that I'm not going to physically be able to thank him either. And so what I'm realizing at the intersection is that there's only one way to thank God, Jesus, however I want to do it is in prayers and to leave a mark or to do something on that nature, like, like the stone to put it in that place. And I don't think today that angels, they, they use people's souls. This is what I believe. And, uh, their talents to do whatever remarkable thing needs to be done. But once they've done their job, you don't place the individual that they were using as an angel. The angel was using them. So you don't really get the opportunity to directly thank the the angel like you would a person. That's where prayer comes in. And I think it's meant that the human is to, is, is to be human and the angels are to be spirits. I don't, I don't know how to describe it better than that, but I can't walk over and thank the nurse. Right. I can't thank the doctor. I've been told that he's retired now. He wants to get away from this, so don't be bothering him. Pretty much. Yeah. He appreciates a word sure. that his work was done well. Um, I respect that. He, uh, my only thing was wanting to shake and I'd somehow to thank, thank wherever I could. And the only way I can do that is going right to the source, and that's to God. And thanks to all of this eureka moment, I now uh, am studying the Bible, which I never did prior, and um, Mountain View Bible Chapel in uh, Pine Valley. I was introduced by another Eureka moment (laughs) by somebody who uh, guided me in a suggestion, and I followed through with it. that's where my connections are all coming from, I guess. Right. So, Well, it's all these supernatural connections combined with uh-huh. the, um, the six dreams you had. Yes, the it, dreams are all important. If I hadn't had the dreams, um, my, the lights went out, lights came back on, uh, just uh, missing time. It would be hard to fill it without putting something there like bitterness, anger, yeah, negative things. But the dreams help open doors that when I came out of the induced sleep, uh, I think I almost right away was saying that I didn't blame him. Uh, I, I know he didn't get up in the morning and say, I'm going to go out and run over Mike anymore. And I was going to jump in front of him. Right. So, Things happen and are allowed to happen 
for a bigger picture. And the right. dreams told me that. And I see it. I see it in my life. I see it in Pete's life, my wife's life. Everybody around me has been affected by it in one way or another. Mm. So the best thing is to, uh, it's not so much what happens to you, but what you do with it. Right. Um, so far, I'm doing the best I can do. He's got dogged determination. Yeah. And every morning at sunrise, he would come out into the main part of the condo, the living room area, and make a general note. I'm going to the beach. <laughs> and that's the last we'd see of him for two, three hours. Right. And he'd come back up to the condo and have a snack for lunch or something like that. I'm going to the pool. <laughs> And he disappeared for another two or three hours into the pool. So, I mean, yes, we were tourists in Maui as well. Mm. Okay, we the, the ride to the top of Haleakala with all its numerical significance happening on the seventh a day. I had no idea. Right. Of. I set aside the reservation for Lani Lani, completely oblivious to its being being his birthday. And I'm fairly certain that when we originally contacted you to do the podcast last week, you had a tooth issue. Yes, I was had a bridge put in. And so it was, no podcast last week. No. But we did it this week now. Mm-hmm. Exactly four years to the day of when Mike returned to his home. <laughs> It just keeps coming. It just, yeah. Things happen maybe for a reason, as they say. Yeah. A bigger good or a bigger reason. And Mike says to me on the way, he says, how do you know that? All right. Well, this is where it gets a little political. I was reminded of it this morning. Facebook comes on every day and says, this is what you were doing four years ago. This is right. what you were doing five years ago. Right. This is what you were doing six years ago. It was four years ago when oh. I made an entry on Facebook as Mike was able to cross the threshold of his back door for the first time in four years. He left on June 18th, 2017. Mm-hmm. It is now October 6th. Today's sixth, right? Yeah. He's now October sixth, and he's crossing back across his back door threshold for the first time. Wow. I'd have to research that. And just- <laughs> I'll show it to you. It's on Facebook. <laughs> and Zuckerberg defending all sorts of invasion of privacy issues right now politically. Mm-hmm. It's become a political thing. Right. But thank God Facebook reminded me of that yeah. factoid. Right. It's amazing when you have those, you know, five years ago you were doing this and you're like, yeah. oh, wow. And then there's a photo and that brings it all back. Yeah. Just that little trigger, you know, that brings it all back. We need we need to constantly be looking for these signals. Yes. They're everywhere in our life. And uh before I was, I would consider myself more of a workaholic that was getting to a point where he could retire and now he's going to play as hard as he worked. And, and then something changed my life dramatically. Yeah, you realize yeah. He, he retired from his occupation, HVAC guy. Mm-hmm. All right. 
just two weeks prior to the original trip. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was our first vacation, and, and it was uh, our own company. And so we both worked very hard, the wife and I, running our own little corporation. Mm-hmm. And uh, came time, and let's let's retire. Let's shut it down. I did, and I can remember the day driving away from that last call and knowing that that was it, and that we're going to go to Maui, and we're going to start the... Yeah, start the vacation, third day in, the crash. And then, well, I was only going to be there, what, a week? We were going to be there, and, yeah. of course, I slept for two weeks, and then another week there, and and then I was flown home on a private jet, which was remarkable, too. Just like I was a celebrity, the jet was, for me, the wife, my daughter and the luggage and one way shot back to the mainland. Wow. It was all, uh, one of the, one of the aircraft I used to service. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, what just re re, we're kind of near the end of this conversation, right? So just, what was the, 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 in your dream, Mm-hmm. Can you repeat for me again what you believe Jesus told you was that? Oh, it's, uh, it was like a voice that uh, came from over my shoulder. And for some reason, and for me, it it's important that this was not just somebody right behind me and their voice just over my shoulder. It seemed as though they were standing on a porch. And uh, his voice came down at an angle and said, uh, it's not your time. Life's going to get better for all people on planet Earth, and you're going to want to be there to see it. And when I turned around to see who said it, nobody was there. And the person in my dream, which was a very close friend of mine that had passed away, when I turned back around, he was gone. Him and I were talking when that voice came in. Life is going to be better for all of humankind, all people on planet Earth, all people on planet Earth, and you're going to be alive to see it happen. Well, I must be because uh, I'm going to want to be there to see it. And it wasn't my time. Well, I can't be there to see it unless I'm alive is the way I'm thinking. Yeah. So if I'm good for, let's say, a whole nother 20 years, it could happen or it could happen tomorrow. Something dramatic, I feel is going to turn all of this around and life's going to get better for all people on planet earth. I can't imagine what it would be. I'm not uh, somebody given predictions or anything, except that I believe it. I believe something. And when you look at the pandemic and how everybody was forced to stay at home and eat dinner around the table as a family, that's better. Yeah, you know, people were keeping their gas tanks full and their cupboards weren't bare. They were planning for the worse and being together. So that might be another way. The, the vaccine, uh, instead of being something bad, maybe it was something being uh, provided by the Lord to take care of what we needed. You know, there's a lot of controversy about whether it's good or bad, or should we, or shouldn't we? And well, I don't know, but maybe it's a good thing. 
And I based that on that portion of the dream. And the first thing I said to my son was, I think Jesus spoke to me. Just who else? Where did that come from? Wow. It's changed my life. Yeah, I mean, I could tell. Um, I... I have this drive to tell that story over and over, <laughs> and I got it down to every word, the same as it was in the dream. And I feel like it's one of my jobs. I need to do that. It was well, given to me to relay that, to tell people there's a big hope, a big good out there to look forward to. Yeah, and I think that's a great message for everybody to hear. Well. Because uh, some people need something to look forward to. Well, sure. Things look yeah. so bad every place you turn. Right. Could be a lot worse. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. You could not be here. Right. Right. It could be a lot worse, but yes. nice to know that there is hope for something better. And that's good, too. Yeah. Thanks, John, for letting us close this story. Okay. This is, this is closure to life. Liberty. liberty and the pursuit of happiness in its prime with all kinds of other life experiences mm-hmm. interwoven. Yes. Was, <laughs> I timed it to move my head from the right mirror to the left mirror mm-hmm. on a motorcycle. Three tenths of a second. Mm-hmm. His thinking. Do I, do I lift my leg? Do I leave it on the brake? I got to show signs of braking. Well, when you said um, you went from the right mirror to the left mirror and you were able to establish eye contact through the mirror, mm-hmm. that's the multi visual system, MVS, right? Yeah. Uh, a multi. What, what was the what were the license plate MVS? Oh yes, um, make visual reality. That's the MVR. What was That's the MVS? A, the other one, oh, that was uh, mutual, uh, mutual something to get uh, visions coming together. Yeah, which is I think that moment in the mirror. Yeah, when you establish. Oh, it came out uh, mutual visual system. Yeah. Because MVS. And that's what it was. You guys had eye contact in that split second. Wow. I mean, I study, we're looking for, the company I'm with right now, we're looking for large vessel occlusion stroke. Okay. That's that's the illness that we're researching Mm -hmm. at the moment. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking to... Subject data right now at heartbeat to heartbeat to heartbeat intervals. That incident on that motorcycle was less than a heartbeat. Mm, Yeah. And it's changed multiple lives in numerous different ways. That's right. And I think it's important, and I thank you for the podcast because it is now been talked about twice we brought it to closure nice mm-hmm. All right. there were still doubts anticipations a little bit of anger we didn't get to finish the trip mm. god 
damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've got to make it to the top of Haliak. Mm-hmm. We did. Mm. We followed through. But we might add, the story's not over. Oh, no. Uh, the way crazy. this has been going, it's just, I don't know how, I'm still healing uh, on my leg. Yeah. There's still nerve damage that's still healing. Will I ever get to a point where uh, it it's gone completely? Uh, the scars won't be, but oh, who knows? Maybe they'll shrink away to nothing, too. I don't know. But as far as the mental part, this coming full circle, trip number two to Maui was all important to me. And, and not just to me, I think to the four of us, our wives as well. Yeah, for sure. There's so much they've gone through. Mm-hmm. All your family members uh, are involved. Yeah. Everybody that's in your life. Um, yeah, I mean, that's we don't have the girls with us for this story. This this part, you know, the Haleakala thing is a guy thing. Mm. They, they'd much rather be in Lahaina or, or Kihei shopping. Yeah. Or my ties. Um, but it's had an impact. I mean, when the second phone call I made from the scene was to my wife, and I said, Wendy, we've had a. This is serious. I'm not screwing around. There's been an accident. Mike's on his way to the hospital. You've got to get Gail to the medical. You know, what do they call it? Memorial. Maui Memorial Hospital. Mm-hmm. Another. That's a tough phone call to me. Another uh, supernatural thing. Kaiser was in the process of buying it. And we're Kaiser patients. But Kaiser wasn't there. So I luckily had Maui Memorial there with that particular doctor there to do their way that by the time much later I'm in the Kaiser Hospital here, I'm hearing that the leg should have come off. They're not sure that they did it right, yet it went the distance. Everything was miraculously perfect for the timing. So it is now Kaiser. It's still called Maui Memorial Kaiser or something. I got a kick out of that. I took care of getting the motorcycles back. You know the, the wreckage back the next day. Um, I'm gonna go see Mike, Gail, mm-hmm. Wendy. They're all at the hospital. I'm back at the condo. You know, so get the car, drive up to the hospital. I don't know where they are. I'm not inside the hospital. I don't have a room number. The last time I knew, they were going from the ER into surgery. Right. So I go to the front desk. I says, I'm here to see Mike Smith. Can you tell me where he is? Oh, Mr. Smith is, is up in urgent care. This is a hospital. This is a major hospital, right, in Maui. It's no slouch organization. And the receptionist says, Mr. Smith is up in urgent care. She took me to the elevator personally. Good grief. Well, yeah, that doesn't happen in hospitals on the mainland. Man. You know why? You're a number. I asked her, I said, what are you doing? She says, he's our first Kaiser patient. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so you were special. You, know, you, you want to look good on the yeah, records yeah, with the first yeah. patient you didn't lose, you know. I'm serious as a heart attack. They were going over the top with care for him because he was the first Kaiser patient Perfect. in the Kaiser Hospital. Perfect. Unbelievable. Another note for the story. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, gentlemen, this has been great. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody called in. Hello. No, it's okay. So um, we had an hour and 31 minutes of fun here. So thank you again for sharing the story. And we'll get this posted up pretty quick and people can enjoy it. I know a lot of people will be listening to it or watching it afterwards. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. We had uh, 137 on the last one, right? Uh, 151, I think, the last I saw. Okay. Four, four months ago. Yeah. Well, hopefully a few more will tune in this time. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks again. If you enjoyed today's show, do me a favor. Subscribe and then share it with a friend or leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Let's continue the conversation on social media. Go to connectwithjohnny.com to get links to our social media content, audio podcast platforms, and to sign up for our mailing list. To be a guest, read my blog, or get more information, please visit johnreillyproject.com to get started.